In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. We're glad to have you back on the Retirement Pathfinder. I'm Ben George. They're Phil Gusky and Barbara Lane. And today we're talking about some ways that you re- ruin your retirement, some easy ways, actually, that you can ruin your retirement. Nobody wants to do that. So we want to help you prevent these things. And we'll do that today on the podcast. Let me welcome in Barbara and Phil. How are you both doing? We're doing great. How's really it going, good. Ben? Really good. Everything's pretty good on my end. Um, we had an earthquake about a, a couple of days ago. You know, there's there's things happening all over the world, but you know, just taking it all in stride. Yes, we we unfortunately had some some uh, damage in uh, around this area too. But one good thing about this time of year is, and I'm going to give you the acronym and see if you can guess it. Okay. P S L. P S L. What is that? What do you think, Phil? You got I guess? have no clue. The only thing I can <laughs> think of is uh, I, I've got a sports mind. So there's like a personal seat license that a lot of places sell that you like buy your season <laughs> tickets that way. Is that is that that's, what we're talking about? That's that's awesome. No, <laughs> pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> oh. Starbucks comes uh. out with pumpkin spice latte every fall. They take it away. I wish they would just leave it, but they did. It comes out. Same with uh, another one called caramel macchiato. Mm. Oh, those are such good fall drinks and. Yeah, so uh, Starbucks knows what they're doing. Uh, they they put it on the menu. Uh, they end up selling out at a lot of the Starbucks because everybody, you know, that's that's what everybody wants this time of year because they're only there for a short period of time. So we're right on the brink of pumpkin spice lattes around here. <laughs> that's funny. Is that when when do they when does that come out? Because I know a lot of fall stuff continues to come out early, like every holiday. Earlier and earlier, you see like fall-related things on the shelf. So when do they actually start serving that? It should actually be this month. It's funny because the servers don't know. When you, when you stop in and ask the, the um, baristas, they, they don't actually know. So, uh, But it's usually right around August of each year. Okay. Phil, you don't strike me as a pumpkin spice latte guy. Am I um, right? I'm really not. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I like my McDonald's coffee. and, and I mean, that's, Strong that, coffee. Yeah. That, that's, that's basically, uh, you know, a terrible thing to mention to somebody who's a you know, a Starbucks aficionado like Barb. So, <laughs> yeah, but at home I don't drink it, and so that's my treat during the day. So that's my treat once a day. <laughs> gotcha. Once a day, I did say that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> once a day. Mm. Beautiful. Well, we'll be on the lookout for those PSLs. I'll uh, I'll I'll, I'll listen for that in conversation as I'm <laughs> out and about. Uh, well, today we're talking about some uh, easy ways to ruin your retirement. And, and let me remind you too: you can always find any information you need about the podcast online at pathfinderwealth.com, but also you can get in touch with Barbara and Phil there on the website as well. There's a contact button. There's a lot of great information on the website. So uh, if you hear anything today you want to discuss further, feel free to reach out to them there, or you can call them, call them at the office at 815-399-9806. So look, everyone has read blogs. They've watched plenty of shows, especially now we got a lot of free time at home. Uh, I've listened to people talk about all the key ways to improve or succeed in retirement, but what about the ways that you can actually mess it all up? I feel like we don't really talk about that quite as much. It's always positive, which is good. But let's talk about some of the areas that maybe you can ruin your retirement. We have four ways today. So we want to present these to you and help you do the opposite of these things so that you'll be just fine in your financial future. So let's start off with this one. Treating retirement as the destination rather than the beginning of another part of life is one way to ruin retirement. Well, as summer's winding down, yes, it is. Labor Day is right around the corner, everyone. 
well, in school starting, and there's many people in the past anyways that have taken a vacation, maybe not so much this year because of COVID. But if you think about how much time you spend researching a vacation spot, the airfare, hotels, activities, time off work, how much time is that? Now, how much time have you spent planning for your retirement? Mm, A recent survey shows that among retirement savers, more than half of them spend five hours or more exploring vacation options, and only about a third of those savers spend less than an hour on retirement planning. So people who think about retirement, retirement goals, and their retirement plan once a week report the highest levels of confidence when it comes to being ready. You have to know where you're going, but you also have to know how you're going to get there. People see us that are actually retiring within the same year, and we want you to see us long before that. But most people, I would say, are retiring within a couple of years that we do see. And I, I do have to pinpoint one area that people are most often surprised about, and that's the area of expenses and retirement. When you take that number and inflate that out at just 3% for 30 years, that can be the difference between success and poverty. And that's the biggest eye-opener for people. You might not be able to spend what you think you can. So to help you plan, I'm going to give you a few helpers. This is if you're single or married. Set up a time on your calendar, even if it's not weekly. How about twice a year? If you just put it on your calendar, it's an event, then you're going you're gonna to participate in it. Put your phone away during this time. No phones allowed. And take advantage of driving times. One of the only good things about where I used to live up until a couple of years ago is that I had about a 45-minute drive one way. So turning the radio off and allowing myself to think and is something that I do miss because that was an hour and a half each day. But take advantage of drive time for conversation if you're married. It's also a good time to discuss your retirement. And you also may not want to do the same things in retirement. But spend time thinking about what you want it to look like because you'll likely spend 20 to 30 years there and you want it to be enjoyable. Yeah, you know, one of the other things too, Barb, is that retirement is one of those areas that happens uh, for most people only once. I mean, I guess somebody can retire from a career two or three times, but most only retire once. And, you know, it's not something that you you practice at, you know, right. there are no do-overs. You got to get it right the first time going. And so because it's such a critical area, people need to consult with somebody who is an expert, somebody who's uh, had years of experience in this planning opportunity with the planning opportunities out there. Income planning, huge, huge part of the retirement uh, planning process. Tax planning, uh, as, as we've seen, taxes will change over the years. And so you have to be prepared investment planning, all these different areas and aspects of of the planning process have to fit together and you can't do it piecemeal. You've got to really uh, go to some firm, somebody who really has experience in this area that can take a holistic view toward retirement. But uh, don't try to do this on your own folks. Like they say, kids don't try this at home. If you happen to practice at it and get it wrong, it might be a terrible uh, end result. Yeah, I'll share a statistic with you for a study that was done for people that do that. You know, just um, access money in retirement on an as-needed basis. Yeah, just keep in mind, it doesn't stop. It just You got to continue planning throughout, and you need somebody that's going to help you the entire way through that process. So uh, the other thing, the next thing I want to talk about is is what people think about retirement and they envision it. They probably like oftentimes think about, hey, you know, I'm going to have more free time, less stress to worry about with work. You know, retirement is going to solve a lot of my problems when I get there. But why is that not correct? Well, you know, if you ask Homer Simpson, he'll say that, you know, the, the, the most important thing that will solve all life's problems is beer. <laughs> so um, but we're not talking about solving your retirement problems here. Homer Simpson is not to be part of your planning process, please. Um, 
you know, in fact, uh, you know, believing that retirement will solve all your problems uh, is dangerous. In fact, with that view in mind, you may be trading in one set of problems for another. Okay, so let's talk about some of the problems that you may encounter in retirement. And I'm going to refer to a survey that was taken by a company called Gold Banking Rates. And they ran it, to, they submitted that to 500 retirees. And they asked them this question, which of these following concerns was at the top of your list? Okay, so affordable or affording a high cost of living, financially supporting family members like parents, uh, getting out of debt or getting out of paying down debt. How about overspending, paying for health care or the idea of paying taxes? Uh, so which one of those do you think came out on top, Barb? Paying taxes? You know, that's what I would think too, but, but it really is actually health care. Yeah, health care. 30% of the people said that health care was at the top of the list. Now, sure. I, I, you don't hear that very often, but if you think about it, you know, um, I've heard a lot of people say, well, gosh, how, you know, if I have a need of a special operation and it's not, recover, it's not covered by Medicare, not covered by my supplement plan, how can I afford it? That's a very good question. And this doesn't come up as often as it should, but among these retirees, it did. So 30% said paying for health care costs are at the top of the list. Now, Fidelity ran a survey here, and they found out that uh, for a 65-year-old retiring couple in 2017, they would need to save $275,000 yeah. to take care of health care costs, medical costs. And that's up from 260000 in 2016. The second one, believe it or not, was high cost of living. And so that depends on where you live. You know, I was talking to a couple that was uh, transitioning from Rockford down to Kentucky. And the difference in just property taxes alone was thousands of dollars. You know, they were paying probably $8,000 here in property taxes for a comparable home down in Kentucky where they were going to retire. Probably 3000 Well, how about 800 800 $800. Oh my goodness. Yes, $800. Wow. Okay, so depending on what part of the country you're you're living in uh, can can vary and but the high cost of living is still there. But here's here's really something that's interesting. Men surveyed found this said this. 17% said they they were most concerned about uh, high cost of living, but 25% of women said it was important. So women are more concerned about the high cost of living than men. Why is this true? Well, because you know, they see the cost of living increasing. Mm -hmm. uh, as, and they're the primary purchasers of the consumables. Uh, they have a tendency to be more aware of prices, you know, wherever they go in the grocery store, where they're shopping, whatever. They may live longer. They may live longer. Exactly right. And also the survey found that um, a smaller percentage of women, 15% versus 22% for men have, listen to this, $200,000 or more in savings for retirement. So uh, they have, women have fewer amount of dollars. Uh, as a percentage than men do. Right. Yeah. Here's another one too. Women are more concerned about getting out of debt than men. And I've heard this said so often, Barb, mm -hmm. you know, the women want, they want to pay off the mortgage. Now there's a lot of reasons why we all think that we should pay off a mortgage. It's not always the wisest thing to do as we've spoken about in other podcasts, but more often than not, women are, are really more concerned about paying off debt than men, 16% versus 12%. But here's really something that's really interesting men are more likely than women to say that overspending is a big hurdle to overcome in retirement, overspending. But who do you find that overspends more often than not? Ooh, the women? No, the men. <laughs> yeah, they want their big toys. <laughs> At least I do. So <laughs> they're preaching to the choir here, you know, to themselves. 
So the survey <laughs> concluded that, you know, if you were to, to kind of wind back the clock and, and you were asked the philosophical question, knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently in your youth? Hmm. Here is the answer to that. 41% surveyed said, start saving money sooner. Absolutely. Start putting that money away when you have time on your side, because as you wait and go through life, you know, you lose that advantage of time and the compound interest factor. And so many people end up retiring and adopting a standard of living that's that's lower than what they had when they were working. Yeah. And I, it's, the interesting statistic is I see that the cost for uh, people can be a quarter million dollars in retirement to take care of health care. Oh, yeah. But if that's the biggest concern, what's interesting about that is as much as we talk to people about long-term care protection, Phil, and yes. then we, we spend some time on that and because of people living mm-hmm. longer, we the majority of people will still not purchase it. We I have, ain't going to a nursing home. Yep. I'm not going. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. Well, we'll wait. Well, um, not right now. But, yeah. I'm moving with the kids. But if you really don't like your job, like you may think as many, like many, many of my clients have told me, then you can't wait till you retire. Well, I mean, we do hear that. But people are living longer, so longevity is a real concern. I mean, let's face it, everyone would like to live, live a very long, healthy life yes. if you're healthy enough and if you have plenty of money. Mm-hmm. But if you could end up in poverty, it'd be important to know that, and then you can at least plan accordingly. But if you think of things like vacation and visiting the grandkids if they're out of state, that's expensive. So can you actually afford to do that? If you don't have enough money saved for your retirement, you could work somewhere now and part-time to supplement your income and save. Or maybe you're working part-time. I have one client doing this, working part-time, and that's their vacation money. Now, if you have marriage problems or you have your 40-year-old living back at home Mm. or you're supplementing (laughs) your kid's lifestyle by giving them money, well, Phil and I will have to talk to you on another (laughs) podcast when we start Uh to solve marital problems. So stay tuned. That's funny. Well, that, that that's perfect transition to my next one because y'all are both retirement income planning specialists. So you probably see this mistake quite a bit, but as people are trying to figure out their spending habits and what their expenses are going to be, a lot of times they'll, they'll think they can just determine that by what their spending habits are while they're working. It's such a mistake that, you know, this is the most important number when designing a retirement plan. It's your, it's your spending in retirement. Seek out a qualified financial advisor who does these type of plans regularly. Call us at Pathfinder Wealth Management, and you want to make sure that what you want to do in retirement is actually possible. I met with people actually making a hefty six-figure income and have under $2 million for retirement, and they're surprised when I tell them that they may not have enough. The problem isn't that they're not going to have enough early in retirement. The problem is that if they live a long life, they could run out of money. You can't take a hundred, much as $150,000 from $2 million each year and have it last. Mm. It's just not going to last for 30 years. So if you're within three to five years of retirement, now's the time to know what things will look like for you, especially if you're married. Now you've got two lives to contend with. Many people can live on 70 to 80% of pre-retirement income in retirement, but not everyone. There's an interesting study done by uh, Dan O'Reilly. He's a behavior economist from Duke University. And he had done a study on what people spend in their first year of retirement. So he had his students interview people, and he found out that uh, conventional wisdom now does say that you can plan on spending between 70 to 80% of pre-retirement income in retirement. They found people actually spent 134% of pre-retirement income their first year of retirement. So the key to success is this, have an income plan and stick to it. Once in a while, you can access an additional withdrawal, but you must stick to the plan. The purpose of a plan is to keep you out of poverty. It's not to restrict your money so much that you can't enjoy retirement. 
My mom, it's funny. My mom had a saying that if she were alive today, I'd have to ask what she meant. But she basically said, you can't squeeze blood out of a turnip. <laughs> I have no idea who come up with that saying, but basically you have what you have and there is no more. So make the best of what you have, but you have to stick to a plan. I think that's a real good argument also for having equities in your portfolio, Barb. There you, oh, you, for sure that. You've got to yes. have enough exposure to the market so that on the average, you're going to be outpacing inflation. You can't just decide, okay, we're going to go out of our, take our money out of our 401k plan and put it in the bank at 0.0000. Or in bonds. Or bonds, something like that, because it's just not going to do it. So you've got to, you've got to be a little bit on the, uh, uh, I don't want to say aggressive side, but you've got to be a little bit on the smart side with regard to where the return is actually going to be generated from. Well, it's like you mentioned uh, previously that that's the, pe that's the reason people uh, invest their money is to stay ahead of inflation. Absolutely. And they invest in, when you invest your money, you have to invest in equities. Well, speaking of investing, that takes us right to my final uh, one I wanted to bring on the show today about ways you can ruin your retirement, easy ways to ruin your retirement. And, and it's quite simple. You know, people that continue to invest the same way they did, maybe when they were 35 or 40 years old, as they approach retirement get, or get into retirement can be a big problem. Yeah. So a lot of folks uh, want to invest like, uh, like they're 35 year olds. It sounds like a Prince song, right? Uh, so they can party like it's 1995. <laughs> oh, like I remember that song. Yeah. Yeah. So invest <laughs> like you're 35 years old. Well, there's a couple of reasons why retirees may choose to invest. Uh, and we're talking about retirees now. They may invest uh, as if they were 35 years of age. In other words, very aggressively maybe having as much as 95% or 100% in stocks. And there's three folks that I want to kind of describe here. There's many more, but the three that I see quite often, I want to describe here. So the, the first one is, there's three factors. The first one is the, what we call the underfunded factor. And that's the individual uh, who has really lost ground on putting money away prior to retirement. Uh, maybe they started contributing substantially to their 401k plan at age 55 rather than when they were 30. Or maybe they wanted to pay off everything first in college. They were hit and deluged with college expenses for their kids, uh, vacations, whatever it was. But they started late in life. And so uh, their 401k plan basically is underfunded when it comes time to retire. They've lost the advantage of time and compound interest. Uh, here's another one that's really uh, partially responsible for underfunded uh, retirements, Barb, and it's divorce. Yes. A lot of times, uh, you know, in fact, they say that in America today, the greatest destroyer of wealth is divorce mm. because it, it goes away. It goes away many different ways. We've seen it happen. It is a tragedy, not just from a, uh, a marital standpoint, but from a financial standpoint. So that's the first one, underfunding their retirement. Another one factor is the greed factor. <laughs> this is a, an interesting one. Now, one of my clients I was speaking with lately told me that he needed to be more aggressively invested in the S&P 500, pointing out that uh, U.S. large companies and their stocks have actually doubled what he has gained in his academically diversified portfolio with us. And I said, well, sure, the S&P 500 probably only comprises 4 to 7% of your portfolio. It's a small percentage, but there's a reason why. That's not where the returns come from. Now, the last 10 years, sure, we've seen a, an, up, an uptick in U.S. large cap stocks. But I said, let's consider this, okay? Let's talk about your income goals. You know, you're conservatively invested so that, uh, you know, 50% of money is in bonds, 50% is in stocks. But, okay, so the risk is low, but we're on track to fulfill your income goals, right? And he said, yes. I said, well, why would you want to 
potentially destroy that by having more aggressive stocks in the portfolio. Does that make sense? Or would you rather side with something that's more conservative with less volatility where we are more assured of having those income projections that we have planned for? And he said, well, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. Why mm -hmm. assume more debt? Okay. Markets go up, markets go down. You know, we know something that's called sequence of returns. If you're getting an average return bar of 6%, doesn't mean that you're going to make 6% per year. Right. Every year, you might do as high as 25% or as low as 35, minus 35% uh, in a down year. So at that point, you know, you're going to be asking me, well, why am I in stocks? We should flee to safety, right? Yep. Yep. And all of a sudden, we're speculating and gambling with your money. We don't want to do that. Let's stay conservative. And the third factor is what I call the satisfied factor. And that's the person that, um, and I've been speaking to him recently here. That's all of our clients, right? Well, the satisfied factor is really um, <laughs> where we want to bring people. Peace of mind as an investor, right? So this fellow and his wife came to us and they already had peace of mind as investors. And, and here's their setup. They were speaking about uh, keeping their, their 401k money 100% invested in stocks, or in stock funds. And I'd ask them, well, why in the world would you want to do that in your retirement years? And here was their response. Well, they were making enough money through their pensions and Social Security where they lived very comfortably. So they were fine with having that volatility in their portfolio. And they had several million dollars there. So they were fine with having mm -hmm. that money aggressively invested for later years in life. They didn't care if it was up or down at the time. They didn't even look at their statements, but they were fine with having it. So that's what I call the satisfied factor. And I would say that that's really where we want to bring people to. So they feel comfortable with where they are, whether it's a 50-50, a 95-5, whatever it is, Barb, you know, we want to make sure they're comfortable. Right. And the situation with that last one is that they aren't taking the income. So, right. you know, they can, they can let it grow. But it's so um, funny when you talk about not enough return, because when I set people up in a plan, it doesn't happen often, but it does. And then we review and why didn't they make more return than they thought they were going to make a little bit more return. But then I have to remind them, okay, we higher highs mean lower lows. Absolutely. And a perfect example of, of this is when I had reviewed with one, one of my clients right around the first quarter this year. And he said he wanted to be maybe just a little bit more aggressively. But when we when he became a client last year, he was he was a pretty conservative guy. So I had to remind him of that. He did remember, but he says, well, maybe I'll go the next step up. And then I said, all right, well, we, we talked about it. And he would still have been OK because he would have still been what we would consider somewhat of a balanced portfolio. Mm -hmm. But then COVID hit. Right. And that, this is March. Oh, and yes. he calls me up and he says, well, I think we'll leave things as is for right now. So it's funny. The market's up. People want more return. The market drops. They didn't want to drop as much. So, you know, we, we do talk to our clients regularly when we re review with them why we're doing what we're doing. And the biggest, the biggest issue here is income. It really is. Yeah, they have to understand that uh, income has to be sustainable. The only way you're going to be able to do that is if you have a blend in there properly. And it's what we call the recipe approach. Yep. And then we'll rebalance. And we'll rebalance with that. Very good. Well, look, all these things can be avoided if you do the right thing and, and work with somebody that's a financial professional, but you can ruin your retirement very easily by, by making any of these uh, missteps. So let's help, uh, help you not do that as the goal for today's show. And 
And I'll point you to pathfinderwealth.com for help trying to figure out that retirement income. That's what Phil and Barbara do every single day with their clients, and they can help you with that as well. But we want you to stay on track throughout retirement because it's not just an end game once you get there. You got to you got another chapter of your life to get through as well. So we want to help you with that on the show. Well, some great information today. I appreciate you both uh, for taking the time. And Barbara, hopefully you get your PSL here pretty soon. I'll be first in line. (laughs) We're looking forward to it. We'll talk to you on the next episode of the Retirement Pathfinder. Take care. Thank you. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.